When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. You're listening to a Score North podcast right now, and if you're a business owner, so are your customers. In fact, I could be talking about your business right now, telling the tens of thousands of loyal fans about you and sending them to your business. Find out how you can partner with your favorite Score North podcast. Visit scorenorth.com now and enter keyword partner. Fill out the form, and we'll get in touch with you quickly. Once Phil, Judd, Declan, or others start talking about your company, you'll be amazed at how many fans start showing up. So visit scorenorth.com now and enter keyword partner. Get in the know, non-stop Vikings talk. It's Purple Daily on Score North and ScoreNorth.com. Purple Daily, presented by Surly Brewing Company. Cameron Bynum, first of all, is somebody you're really excited about. Uh, he's somebody we studied in Cleveland as a safety projection. And then when I, you know, obviously I get to know this roster and you go into free agency, what needs do you think you have? And I'm looking at him like, hey, this guy is, you know, this guy has something in him. And so when we talked about this trade, we talked about the NFL and what it is now. And I got Ed Donatel and I got Mike Pettin in the lab, and they're going to figure out ways to use our depth, use their coverage skill sets, use them in a diversity way to get them on the field. Ultimately, it's about getting your best players in the field, and I think we'll be able to do that. That's that's an interesting comment there from Quasi, and we'll definitely get to it early here in this episode, which is Purple Daily Reads of the Comments. We dive into the comments section multiple times per week. And kind of turn the show over to you guys. TCL is one of the world's best-selling consumer electronics brands. They have a new lineup of award-winning TVs delivering the most entertainment with stunning resolution, all at an affordable cost. Enjoy more of the things you love with TCL. Mackie, Judd, executive producer Declan, we just want the Vikings to win a Super Bowl before we die. And Judd, I'm hoping you can shine some light here. I know you've been doing some digging this week on how the Vikings may view defensive schemes and just some things they could do creatively. And he kind of alluded to, hey, we love Cam Bynum and obviously Harrison Smith. And we just drafted Lewis Seen. And, you know, if you're just looking at traditional NFL defenses, well, you got three guys for two spots. And he was kind of saying, maybe we don't have, maybe we have three guys for three spots, which we'll get to here. But let's turn over here to the listeners and start with a couple similarly uh, framed questions here. And you can always hit us up via the Score North app. There's a feedback tab at the bottom. You can send us critiques, concerns, if you've got theories on things, and we bring them to the show. You can always follow us at Score North on any social media platform, TikTok and Instagram. We're super active on right now, Twitter. Um, Michael McDonald, not to be confused with my favorite Yacht Rock crooner. Such a long way to go. Mackie says, we reject 500 football, yet let's trade out of the 12 spot for the third best safety in the draft that you could have traded up for in the second round. There's no comparison on tape between Scene and Hamilton in terms of their impact on the field. Paul Allen better look out. Seems like Mackie is gunning for the number one in-house yes-man job. Incredible. (laughs) Defend yourself. Yeah. Well, I I I am a homer. But I don't recall you... Being thrilled about that trade, so I didn't love the value of the trade, but I think Lewis Seen. I, I mean, listen, I'm fine with Lewis Seen as a player. There's another comment here that might help bring this conversation full circle. Sure, 
Matthew Bidlon via the, or Bidlin, maybe it's pronounced, via the Score North app said, saw a story on the internet that has claimed victory in decipher, oh, sorry, saw a story that the internet has claimed victory in deciphering the top of the Dallas Cowboys big board that Jerry Jones flashed toward the cameras on a sheet of paper during his post-draft press conference. Old senile Jerry Jones is like, see, look at our board. And his son's like, put that down, dude. I think he showed it after the first round, actually. Mm-hmm. So people deciphered this, and they, they went through the blurry. They zoomed in, and they they deciphered that Lewis Seen was 13th on the Cowboys' big board. And Quasey mentioned after the first round, he didn't say exactly where Lewis Seen was, but he said, he's a player we were considering in the teens. Mm-hmm. And so this isn't really a question for Matthew. It's more of a, what do you think of the fact that Lewis Seen might, you know, the consensus boards on the internet among the mockers had him at like 32. Right. But the Cowboys had him at 13. The Vikings were looking at him in the teens. Yep. I think this is where we need to take a step back a little bit. Like Malik Willis, everybody was wrong about the mocking community. Malik Willis was a third round pick quarterback. Desperate teams passed on him. He was not ever a threat to go number two overall, as it turns out, or six overall. So there's what, and, and generally the consensus mocking big boards get it pretty right. You know, they're, it's never like, whoa, where'd that number two overall pick come from? Hadn't heard of that guy. Right. But there's players that might be 20 slots or 50 slots above or below where the mock draft community has them. If the Cowboys and the Vikings had Lewis seen in the teens, why does it matter what the mocking community said about him? You know, that's my thing about scene. Yeah. So, so for, I know, listen, first commenter, Michael, I know you've been crunching the film, but if NFL teams had seen in the teens and WalterFootball.com had him at 32, all right, I think I'm going to defer to the teams on this one. Yeah, I would need to see more teams, though, What because it's like we, we mock the Cowboys at times, and so, like, I can't now say, well, see, Dallas did that. I, I, mean, I mean, they drafted Micah Parsons last I, year. I don't have a problem Trayvon with taking Higgs. the guy where they took him. And I don't really have a problem with passing up a safety at 13 or 12 or 13. My whole problem is the return for the trade. And also you potentially passed on a receiver who if plugged in could have made your offense completely potent. So like, I don't want to fight the scene fight here, like where they took him. I'm fine with, and you know what? Maybe he was from 18 to 32. I don't know. I almost don't care because I think he's going to be a good player. I want to keep the focus of where my potential angst was, which is, one, I would have stayed there. Two, I wouldn't have taken a safety there. And three, I would have taken a receiver who, who could have stepped in with Jefferson and Thielen and made me potent. And then if Thielen left, was still really good. Okay, so, but now, but so the scene thing, I, you know, I just don't care that much about. But now like, that they've fine. drafted scene, so that, you know, yeah. everyone think, knows how you feel about that. But like now that they've drafted scene, yeah, and he's praised Bynum, and they've got Harrison Smith. Yep. Is it is it three guys for two spots, or do you? Because he was kind of alluding there I to, hmm, we might be able to put all three. These guys are Donatel is going to go into the lab with Mike Petton, and we might actually find lab. a spot for all three of these guys. Hmm. Uh, yes, I think what we're going to see is this. I think we're. I think technically the term is going to be dime packages. They're going to use dime packages, but I don't think they're going to play the extra. I don't think they're going Football. to play the fourth corner. <laughs> Love it. Same page I here. <laughs> I don't think they're going to play the 
fourth corner, I think they're going to play three corners and three safeties. And mm. and but here's what makes sense. And I think down the road we'll probably strip out the term dime package and come up with a new term <laughs> because what it's really going to be is, especially in a three-four. Four linebackers, right? That's how we think of it. I think what we're going to see is the safety and linebacker in this league is becoming interchangeable. It's becoming that the Vikings, the linebacker that they took, I think, in the fourth round, if I'm not mistaken, looks like a safety. He does not look like your traditional linebacker, big guy, you know, stout against the run. And what's the most important thing now? Shutting down the pass. Like, you want to stop the run, but you've got guys that can do that up front, and more importantly, your safeties supposedly should love to hit. Seen is seen is a guy who is going to play often like a linebacker, mm-hmm. um, and so what I think you're going to see is I think you're going to see the Vikings go. Get ready for it. Hand on the button bar. A lot of two deep safeties shell look. Okay, come on, football. And I think that's going to be seen and Bynum. And no, I'm not joking here. And I think that this is not a joke. This is serious, damn it. Take it seriously. It's football. Football, yeah. Football. And I think what you're going to see is this. I think seen is going to play the role that for years often Harrison Smith played. I think Harrison Smith is going to be freed up to almost be a pseudo linebacker. Because now he can confuse and disguise. You don't know what he's doing, which is what, you know what? Zimmer used him brilliantly that way for years, right? But, like, we're so, I think we're hung up on who are the linebackers going to be? What are the linebackers going to do? Are the line, did you, do you have enough depth there? I think their depth chart is basically LB slash S. That's interesting. And so, um, and, and, you know, keep in mind, football now, in some ways, in my opinion, is becoming like basketball where it's positionless, especially on defense. Yeah, there's like LB slash S is kind of, it seems like a new fun hybrid. Then And there's been LB slash Edge for a number of years with 3-4. I mean, my, what's what's Micah Parsons? Right. He's he's a linebacker, but he's but he's an edge. He's he's just, I mean, he's a terror, you know? He's, I don't know, I don't really care what position he is. He's out no. there. <laughs> right. And he's... A freak athlete. And, they, and, and you don't know offensively. And that's what O'Connell, O'Connell, I think, is going to use this to his ad- advantage. Zimmer, night and day, thought, thought about, from a defensive standpoint, how can I stop quarterbacks, right? Like, what can I do? O'Connell is going to think this way. What do I hate to see? Because mm-hmm. I'll deploy what I hate to see because there ain't no offensive coach who's going to be like, I love that look. Yep. The more confusion that, that you cause, and so O'Connell is going to think of it not from a defensive first standpoint, but from an offensive first, and then help out with ideas that come from that point of view. I love it. Inject this into my veins <laughs> right here. I should charge extra for that. That was a lot. I brought a lot for that question. We just want good football players playing good football. Amen. We'll figure out where to put those football players. Okay, Josh Salvino via the Scorner app says, as we look at how the Vikings offense can be top 10 with a new regime and offensive-minded coach, let's also look at the Rams defense for a change. How good were they ranked? How good were they last year and postseason in comparison to the Vikings? I'm glad you asked, Josh. I just happen to have rankings right here to compare. Shocking. Crazy. All right. The Rams defense last year was tied for seventh in yards per play, 
15th in scoring defense, and they were 5th in DVOA, which is more of an all-encompassing uh, contextual ranking. Okay. So 7th, 15th, 5th. So let's call them a top 10-ish defense. You know, they weren't the best defense in the league, but they were definitely a top 10 defense that maybe their scoring defense wasn't quite as good as some of the underlying metrics, and I don't know what the – maybe they were, I'd have to go dig deeper. Maybe they were bad in the red zone or something. The Vikings were 26th in yards per play, 24th in scoring, and 16th in DVOA. Now, I will mention, before Daniil Hunter's injury, the Vikings were ranked much higher in all of these categories. So there's, I feel like there's a little bit of a misnomer about the Vikings' defense that, oh, the whole thing's a train wreck. Well, it's a train wreck without Daniil Hunter the last couple of years. But when he was on the field for seven games, they were actually number one in pressures, and they were definitely higher than 26th in yards per play. I think they were top 10 at one point. So, interesting to note, though, the 2018 Vikings in Cousins' first season, that defense was better across the board than the Rams' defense was last year. They were fourth in yards per play, ninth oh, in scoring, and third gosh. in DVOA. Yes. That's of course, great. people just give that a pass. That. Like, well, if the Vikings just had a good defense, well, they actually did in 2018-19, the first two years of this Kirk experiment, and they didn't cash in. So. 2018, unmitigated disaster. Like go look at where yeah. that go look at the record and where what that team did and then go look at the components and it was the offense's fault primarily yes there yes. was some defensive to which we blamed John D Filippo he was the problem just cut him out yep Paul Lou via the Score North app says have you guys discussed the theory that the Vikings moved back in the first round due to budget issues as suggested by Charlie Walters this week. See, yes, I don't really we, get this thing. Yes, we did. And you I think you found that the uh price point difference was not enormous. It was it's like if you look at the slot values, I'm pretty sure the difference was like maybe a couple million dollars to the cap or something. But again, it's that would the Vikings it's not like baseball where teams are stripping their payroll down to twenty million dollars or fifty million dollars. In the NFL, there's a salary cap and a floor. So you can't just it's it's not like the Vikings are going into budget cut mode and they're just going to spend 75 million. They're spending the same amount of money. It would just if, if there's a budgetary concern here it would be okay, we want to save a couple million. I don't think they did this, but they want we want to save a couple million for this other player that's going to be right. paid. I I don't think that was an issue. Well, I I think uh Charlie's point was that the Vikings are still going to have to for a couple of years write big checks to Rick and Mike and that's that is true. But I will say this in football. My theory is this. If you're going to go cheap, it's not the football team because of, of your point, Phil. It's things around the team, business administration people. Like you start to fire people who we don't even know uh, because that's how you trim actual payroll. Um, in football, the payroll is the payroll. And, yes, at times teams do dumb things and probably try and save. But I think if – if we were to say the Wolves are in trouble, like financially they are in trouble here, we would see far more activity from almost a business standpoint than the actual roster itself. And I'm going to tell you right now, they um, have a lot of people employed at that place. Who would you fire specifically? Pull out a list of random people and just call them out. <laughs> I am not. these. Uh, no, no, that's not nice. These people are Bill. trying to. No, no, these people are trying to get by. But let me just say, I am pretty convinced that Sharon, TCO, you're fired. Sorry. that TCO, the TCO's janitor, janitorial staff, sanitation engineers are there on a nightly basis, oh. and they have not cut back. Yeah, I don't think we should be cutting back on the sanitation engineers. Do not. That. 
facility um, or stadium. Please don't. No comment. All right. Justin Baker via YouTube says, on one hand, Judd criticizes Kirk Cousins for being too risk averse. On the other hand, Judd thinks the general manager is too risky for trading with the Packers to get an additional second round pick. Hypocrite. Um, different things. Very different things. They are entirely different. And look, I, I saw, um, I, I think it was what, Phil, ESPN, they had, had a guy who did like the top five draft trades. Yeah, Kevin I, Seifert threw that out this morning. Yeah, and I think at three, he put that Packers Vikings trade Felicity. advantage and even Vikings. More, and he said Advan- it was an advantage Vikings because they were taking from the Packers specifically. Yeah. Now, I, comp- I disagree, but I get his, his point. And only time will tell. Like, it, it's a great discussion. Like, I think it's a great discussion. As far as Kirk goes, Kirk has the talent, my point is, to take risks. Quasi, I don't know. Like, I don't know a thing about him yet. He's just started, all right? Kirk, I've watched since 2018. I can tell you what I want to see Kirk do and not do. In three years, Quasi, I'll say the same thing. Like, I might say that was a genius trade. I was wrong. He His, his risks are great. So, like... We always try and pigeonhole like Judd or Phil or Declan. You said this about this guy and this. Uh, there are d- very different points in in what I've seen. Very different points, and that yeah. pack, and that Packer trade is very interesting. I love our debate about that because we'll just wait and see now. I don't think there's anything. Well, I would say a couple things. I think you have to wait and see on players, but I think you have to make a decision on whether it was a good trade or not before knowing who the players were, because otherwise you're kind of playing the results. The, the process here is what I love. That you are and, and ESPN.com had them as a net; they net gained the value of a third round pick, basically, with that trade with mm-hmm. the Packers. Mm-hmm. And so I love that you're I love that you're making them pay a tax to an in division opponent to move up and take a risk on a. I think the risk is the Packers. The pack now if now if they were right about Christian it's Christian Watson right yes if they were right about him all right congratulations but to me the risk is okay we're going to trade with an in division opponent give them an extra second round pick and move up for a division one double A wide receiver and mm-hmm. hope that he can well, connect with Aaron Rodgers here in the right. next couple of years yeah I think it's a I disagree with the, the trade and your point but like it's fun to talk about but I don't like get this Kirk Cousins I've got a book on. I know Kirk Cousins. Quazy did something I didn't agree with, but I don't have a book on Quazy at all. So, like, don't try and say, well, Judd thinks this and thinks that. Look, the world is not black and white. I mean, it's, you're either you're, you're either risky or you're not. I think you need to pick a lane. Either be, either be pro-risk of, or anti-risk. You need to be risky when it makes sense, but unnecessary risks can be dumb. Okay. Uh, Dale Boylan has his sights set on me here via the YouTube comment section. Hey Phil, <laughs> I love these. I love these. Hey Mackie, Mackie, I like. Hey, hey Mackie, why don't you pull your head out of your keister? Yeah, yeah. All right, yeah. Dale Boylan says, "Hey Phil, did you notice your top quarterback Malik Willis wasn't drafted until the middle of what round three? You know, I did not notice that, Dale. So I appreciate you pointing that out to me very Who generously. Uh, I think the 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 Titans did, didn't they? It's very exciting the for them. Birmingham Stallions." <laughs> If you recall, Phil, what I said about Malik, quote, he's not accurate enough. Passes you can get away with in college are picked off in the pros. I guess more scouts saw him like I did than your man crush. I yeah. vividly remember you thinking he would be an upgrade <laughs> over Kirk. First of all, that's a lie, okay? 
It's awesome. At no point did I ever say that Malik Willis himself is a better quarterback than Kirk in the first couple of years. The discussion was about value, a rookie scale contract, whether it's Malik or somebody else. Would you rather have a rookie scale contract quarterback who can escape and make big plays? Maybe not as good, but then you get an extra 30 plus million dollars to spend on the rest of your team. That's the discussion, guy. Okay. Apparently, Phil and Judd were wrong about the direction the draft would go for the Vikings. They thought wide receiver in the first was possible, if not probable. Wrong. Wrong, 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 wrong. wrong, wrong. <laughs> All right, Dale, congrats, dude. You know what, Dale? Actually, we're going to quit the show. You just host it from now on. You got all the answers. You watch all the tape. You were wow. clearly right about everything in this draft. Send me your, so, wow. send me your schedule. Congratulations to Dale is the you. new host of Purple Daily. Your schedule. See ya. Bye. Okay. This gives me an opportunity to not only not quit the show, but to now host the show with my good friend Dale while drinking a surly coffee bender. I believe it's a Saturday. Yeah, it's a gorgeous Saturday. So what am I going to do? That's right. I'm going to take the mug. And instead of putting a you, cup of Joe in there. Are you pouring another one? I'm didn't, pouring, you, didn't you pour one on Friday, too? This is a continuation. <laughs> it's a callback, okay? People get it. Coffee Bender is just one, as, as Dex can tell you. It's one of many of the great mm-hmm. products from Surly Brewing. To me, it all starts with the Furious. But, I mean, we got what, Dex? Drips and Drops. We've Supreme. got your... Supreme Havoc machine. So I encourage you on this weekend, on this Saturday, if you don't have the Surly in the fridge, go to the liquor store, come home. Of course, drink responsibly, but enjoy like I'm doing. Look at you. Dale, now back to you. What a champion. Dale feels back. Dale, where's Dale? Well, before I leave the show and hand the baton off to Dale, let me tell you about my friends at Federated Mutual Insurance Company here, okay? Mm -hmm. Over 100 years of experience. And also, one of the cool things about Federated is they have kind of a training camp for their own reps where they go through a several-month training program in Owatonna before they get assigned to regional offices throughout the country. And they specialize in core industries that they know and understand rather than trying to sell as many policies as possible. So. Uh, you know that you're getting someone very knowledgeable in a field that your business operates in, and you can have a trusted partnership. Federatedinsurance.com, where it's our business to protect yours. All right, Purple Daily reads the comments, continues here. Oh. Nicholas Jacob via the Scornoth app says, are any of y'all going to the game in London? That'd be fun. It could be fun. Never been to London, never been to Europe. I wonder if Surly would want to. I've Put something together with us. Go I've do a there. couple live events. I've never been to Europe either. Never been, been to Europe. Mexico about a hundred times in college, but I've been to Europe once. Jolly, jolly old time. You like well, it? I think we should we should put something together. Would you guys want to? I don't know. Would if we put together something with a couple of our partners? I wonder how many people would want to go across the pond. Well, I mean, it'd be fun, but then I have to fly all that way as opposed to coming downstairs and sitting on my couch at 8.30 on a Sunday. <laughs> it's it's kind of rough. I'd have the whole day to bounce around forced, and do stuff after we get Forced conversations the on the airplane and airport for Judd, and that'd be great, too. Yeah, and that's a long it's a long Hello. flight from, well, for Phil, it'd be a really Hello. long flight. Hello. Oh, jolly good, yeah, jolly good ho. Um, yeah, but I could go see some places like Beatles Landmarks. I'll go I'll with you for this. that. Okay. Yeah, I'm I'm interested, but I and I like it is a little bit of a long too. long travel week. Football, oh, that's football. I'd like to see soccer. That's football. Yeah, Rain right. Man via the YouTube comment section. 
Rain Man says this, Kirkholm syndrome is a condition where some fans develop a psychological bond to box scores, causing them to ignore how, they've, how they're held hostage by an overwhelming gravitational pull toward 500 that's never going to let them experience a championship. Kirkholm syndrome. I, I, re- I read this to Judd, I think, either on Monday or two okay. Mondays ago. Yes, it's a great, it's a great, great find. <laughs> that's, yeah, really good. And then Graham, we're going to finish off here with, this is a story from Graham. I love this. I just wanted to share a quick story from Edmonton. I had a fellow Viking fan who I'd never met before approach me yesterday on his way to work. I was outside headed off to work as well, standing outside enjoying the rain. And a guy came out of his car after pulling over and said, I drive by your parked truck every day on my way to work. He's got a Vikings decal, a picture on the back of his truck. Mm Mm-hmm. And it's nice to see a fellow Vikings fan in Edmonton. And he said that he loves the decal. Then he went back to his car and gave me a Justin Jefferson rookie card. I said he's the best and thanks. After a very fitting skull, dude, we both left. Pretty cool to know that Vikings fans are everywhere and we share a special bond no matter where we are. I never would have experienced, uh, expected something like that. But truthfully, Vikings fans are the best in the world. So I guess I can't be too surprised. It is cool, man. There are. I mean, the fact that. I mean, people flew in from all different corners of the country for the Surly Purple Daily Draft Party, and the people that jump on the show—you guys had a wild fan from Sweden, yeah, yeah, right? Guy from Sweden Last was week. on, yeah. Game two. I think it's awesome, man. It's really cool. Vikings fans tortured all over the world. <laughs> yeah, but they're pas- they're passionate, man. It's great to see. Yep. So, Graham, thanks for that nugget and for sending in the photo here. That is a wrap on Purple Daily. Read the comments. We'll always take your theories your criticisms your critiques and uh you'll see dale hosting the show tomorrow yeah. i think here dale some of your on the purple day what's up it's your friend judd <laughs> all right guys we'll uh we'll see you guys tomorrow purple daily daily vikings entertainment